Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universe. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we're talking Marvel tabletop role-playing games. We're, we're talking, so, <laughs> so this is, we didn't have a topic as we usually don't. Um, and uh, I, I noticed for the past like three months, we've only talked about uh, Marvel stuff Uh so um, we've had Marvel on the mind. I'm like, well, if we talk something like, well, if we talk Marvel as a whole, but that's like a bit much. Yeah, we have kind of some, a, yeah. a huge topic to try to cover. All yeah, yeah. But, but we have something uh, that basically does that, or it's, I, I guess it's the atomic android Marvel universe or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what we the, we yeah. gave it a designation in the universe because we're big nerds. I think it's. <laughs> Six two six. Oh yeah, like Stitch. Yeah, yeah no, I and think because that we checked, be and that one is in use, but is real dumb, and nobody cares. Yeah, we stole it. We took it from it. But yeah, we're like, oh, we we play this Marvel uh, tabletop RPG a lot. Why we made our own little Marvel universe? Why don't we talk about that? Yeah. So we're talking about that. Um. And that we also, I'm real sick. Well, not real sick. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like fucking deathly sick or whatever. I'm real congested, is what I meant. Yeah, so if I if I sound like Swamp Fire from Ben Ten, that's why. Oh, he does sound like that. I never, I never really thought of it. It, it sounds like someone. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, but like he's got a deeper voice. Yeah, no, he's he starting deeper, but then. So this means nothing to. Anybody, assume, yeah. yeah, to anybody, but uh, we know a guy named Peter Garabito, and when we mimic him, we just sort of like clench our nose shut and like do we a high pitch voice. voice, yeah, yeah. It's like if we did that, but really low, that's swamp fire, yeah. Cool. And those are for all those swamp fire heads listening. <laughs> uh, he's looking at you, he's looking at you, kid. That's for all the Casablanca out there. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it though. Um, so yeah, we have a we're tabletop role playing like people. Nerds. Like, we do it. We yeah, we're, we're geeks. We're, yeah, losers. We've been uh, doing it for 
six yeah, years coming on now? six years now. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it feels weird to say. Um, so we have had some version of a Marvel game going for a long time since basically since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we started playing freshman year 2014 not to very specifically uh, yeah yeah, we're we're that old i'm pretty sure we've mentioned it before uh but yeah um we we've been playing rpgs since then and uh we moved into we started with like pathfinder and fantasy but we moved into superhero pretty quick we, as, and, as you could probably tell from this podcast <laughs> many of the episodes of this podcast we're big comic book nerds yeah too. we we uh like the superhero so um yeah we started into superhero stuff so we started dc and uh marvel pretty quick on there i think we did start marvel first which i yeah which is actually i think we talked about doing dc first like we set up for dc stuff the way i remember it so for one uh when we first started talking about doing a superhero game i remember you're like oh i don't want to do it in one of the dc or marvels because that's that's like that like limits a lot of my world building that I could do with it and uh, you had a couple of reasons and then uh we talked about it and yet no I kind of like that like I have a bunch of the stuff established yeah. that people could have an idea of that I'll have a, and I just like these characters so we've sort of only done yeah we in... did try a couple of like generic superhero settings and mm-hmm. I never liked those because they kind of felt real ramshackle and made up yeah yeah no and it's like obviously and it's, they're all it's made very up, obvious but... yeah that we're just doing yeah this is Superman right. or whatever oh, so uh still, yeah even to this day I've been working on it but i do try to avoid direct interaction with major superheroes just because mm-hmm. i don't know it, it feels weird to me sometimes yeah no um it does happen a good bit though but i think that's part of the fun of it being yeah, in I mean, these universes. at a certain point it's kind of what you're there for otherwise mm-hmm. why not or, yeah just generic. generic and you could do whatever or um yeah, whatever. But yeah, so we've been playing uh, superhero tabletop uh, RPGs for a while now, um, and specifically the Marvel one. Uh, we because I think yeah, that's what I'll say. We were working on and talking about the DC game first, and then we were gonna do it with some people. We were gonna play. And then that fell through, and you're like, "Oh, well, why don't we just try out a Marvel one?" Well, we waited whatever. to see if yeah. So yeah, so I it. think we did start the Marvel one first. I recall when we first uh, started talking about a Marvel game. It was because it was so early, uh, I guess, in my life. I was still at a point where I didn't like Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah. DC there was so for was a, a good so. a good portion of uh, Adam's life. Um, he was uh, he was all into DC and everything, and he was like, "No, I I don't even like Marvel or whatever." You're like, he barely uh, like there was like a couple. Yeah, things I like Spider Man, and I like 2003's Daredevil. I like the X Men. Yeah, like he he liked the movies and stuff, 
but like as like, like a Marvel comic book comics. fan yeah uh he was all into dc um and then he sort of come around over the years that was probably at the tail end of that he came around mostly when dc started doing all bad comics yeah and marvel was like hey we still got some good stuff we're putting out there yeah it was I remember, and maybe this is a bit too much inside baseball, but um, <laughs> I can recall exactly what caused it. Um, I like Daredevil. I've always liked Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And Mark Wade, a writer I really like, was just started writing Daredevil. That was like his run mm-hmm. on Daredevil. And I was like, well, I like Mark Wade and I like Daredevil. I don't like Marvel so much, but I'll read this. And I read that and I was like, oh, well, this is good. And then I was like, oh, but I could read D- uh, DC's kind of trash right now. Yeah, DC's kind of trash right now and has been trash and since so from, then. From there, I went to like infamous Iron Man where Dr. Doom became Iron Man. Because mm-hmm. I liked the, the sound of that. I thought that was a cool idea. And from there, I just sort of bounced around. And then when we were going to start playing the game, I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to exist or have people just in a sort of sandbox of the Marvel Universe, I should probably know what's going on. Yeah. So I decided to go through and just like crash course absorb Marvel. Yeah, no, I I remember that. Um, Yeah, so it was pretty good uh, when we first started. We didn't know what we were doing. When we first started, so one of our biggest hurdles when playing superhero tabletop RPGs is, and this is wholly an opinion uh, of mine personally, (laughs) there's not very many good systems for them there's like we there's systems with a lot of good aspects yeah yeah and that's that's what it came about uh we started using uh mutants and masterminds uh specifically specifically because they had the dc yes, um the handbook adventures and everything so they had all the dc stuff um and then we found uh marvel i don't know if the marvel ones were official no uh, well, they were official because there was the what is it the tsr marvel tabletop role-playing game mm-hmm. in the 1980s uh where you could play as i think it was only like a list like you had specific characters you could play no making your own it was like spider-man hulk captain america mm-hmm. some of the x-men or whatever and it had like a bare bones combat system it wasn't great, but like it, it's it's remembered fondly by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I was uh, talking about we found um, uh, the Marvel characters for mutants and masterminds. Oh, yeah, we found people who had built the Marvel. Yeah, characters. yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm not sure if it's official. I think that was also for mutants and masterminds three. Yeah, third or edition, something. I believe. Yeah, and then we like went and translated it, but. Um, yeah, so a lot of the thing, uh, a lot, one of our big problems was there wasn't really a good superhero system we liked. So uh, we started doing Mutants and Masterminds, and quickly we, we found started stuff. Home, we, almost yeah, we didn't did like, brew. yeah, because with Mutants and Masterminds, there's no HP system, there's no damage like right. system and everything. Which and they do have damage for combat and it's it's a based on kinds of roles and stuff yeah and it's yeah. meant to mimic how damage is kind of a, a wishy-washy thing in comic mm-hmm. books you know uh, a, a punch for one character might not be the same if it's applied to a different character mm-hmm. 
And I get that, but it's not my plane. Yeah, we, we didn't really enjoy it. We tried it for a bit and we weren't really having fun. So uh, a pretty, pretty like head on, we started being like, oh yeah, uh, here's, we could do an HP system if we did it like this. And this has, uh, we could do damage like this. And we've sort of done that for going on six years now, I yeah. guess. And from that, we barely play Mutants and Masterminds anymore because uh, the system we've done is so homebrewed that it's basically a, it's a new thing. Like right. it's totally which, which was separate. an accidental thing at first, but once yeah, we and then realized... once we yeah, we're, we're like, oh, we could really flesh this out and, and make something make we really system. enjoy. And so, yeah, we, we, we basically built our own system to play these superhero games. I know a lot of people be like, oh, why would you do that? You could just say whatever. It's not, what's the point of playing the games if you don't agree? Like, who cares if someone else came up with the rules or if you came up with the rules? You just have to agree that yeah. these are the rules. Tabletop role-playing games have always been a sort of adult version of when you're playing in the playground, yeah. you play pretend, and somebody says, I have... A force field and you mm -hmm. say well i have a force field cutting sword yeah the which, rules are what stop that yeah exactly and they, the rules are so it's an actual game and you're not just talking at each other right. uh basically but uh yeah so we've uh built we basically built our own system for a while now uh we really like it um yeah look at the system because we custom yeah. built and are constantly adjusting to be more of our our own personal taste mm -hmm. it kind of can be nothing but our specific perfect yeah game. yeah no exactly yeah like i'm not saying this would be anybody else's perfect game really like obviously if you listening were to try to play it you'd probably hate it because it's a little mm -hmm. different from most other systems yeah but you know obviously because we made it we like it but yeah, so that's what are we we've tentatively called it the Atomic Android RPG. AARPG -A -A is what I refer yes. to it as because it sounds like A A, -A, -A R P. Uh, and I think yeah, I think that's funny. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what we use to play, and we've been playing Marvel uh, for like um, like six years basically. Yeah, and. To be clear, while it's technically the same game we've been playing with the same character, it has gone through about, I think, three? Oh, yeah. I, I guess I should talk about my character. Yeah, that's probably what um, I'm Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to put some... I'm going to say some stuff first. For <laughs> one... <laughs> I, I patented disclaimer. Yeah, yeah I'm going to disclaim some stuff first because... Um, Talking about this isn't my favorite thing. So my character um, uh, is, uh, so a lot of the times we build these games, we go, I'm, uh, let's build this type of character and we could deal with that character. Like in DC, I got a, I got a Flash type yeah, character. It's often easiest when making new characters in a com established universe to sort of be based on an existing character. Then you can so, play around in their corner of that world without having to just make your own new corner. And Adam has come and said this sort of thing to me before. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I think I could do uh, that sort of thing. When uh, unbeknownst to him, I've had this, <laughs> um, 
I, I guess you could call it Marvel OC. I, I made it when I was like nine and I, whenever I played pretend or whatever as a kid in Marvel, I was this character. And it, it's gone through some changes once I've been become older and I'm like, yeah, that, that doesn't, that yeah, look, dumb look, kid I, I can tell you're a little embarrassed talking and about that. I, 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 I think it's a common thing a lot of people do. I think a lot of people- Yeah, no, no, it is. And I'm gonna say, my character is named Spiderling. For point one, I did come up with Spiderling before Renew Your Vows came up. Yeah. I, I wanna take that, even the design and everything, I've had drawings for ages. Point two, I know that's a spider sona or whatever people call it, but I was doing it before it was cool. And, but yeah, I know that's a big thing a lot of people have been doing, uh, making, they call it spider sonas. It's all over Pinterest and Tumblr and everything, but I've been doing it before it was cool. So well, hats off to cool me. Is still potentially now. <laughs> Well, every uh, it became a big Before thing it was after yeah. into the Spider Verse, uh, into the Spider Verse, where calm. everybody like understood the idea of a Spider Verse uh, type thing. So yeah, I have this character I've been playing uh, for years now, even before that. Uh, really, probably like the, since I was even like a little. Yeah, like oh, a, I wish I was Spider Man. Like I was saying, I, I think this is super common. You see it all the time in things like. Um, what is the DC Universe Online? A mm -hmm. lot of the first characters people play in that are character ideas they've had for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, that too. But um, yeah, that's that's where one of my uh, characters come from. But that's another thing is I really wish I uh, the, the ideas I put out there, I could have confirmed or whatever. Because in DC Universe Online, my character was named the Arkham Knight before like years before like it was like back in <laughs> arkham city time and i was like damn it i could have done something with that if yeah, i worked for dc look, I, the spiderling one it there's no way to prove that that's just a you say the one thing i've known you I, for long enough i do true. yeah i do think i have um digital pictures i've drawn uh where the at least the like dates in the files and everything are before 2014 when um, Renew Your Vows was a thing. So I do think if I was really trying scrounge for proof, I would, but there's no, I don't have no. any need to. And I, I was going to say the, the Arkham Knight one, because it is on a public game, could potentially be proven. Yeah, um, maybe if I, I, I just got to make sure I'm on the same account. Maybe I could get my character back or whatever. Yeah, but even if you never do, there has to be some way of like finding the names of every because you have to pick a unique name. Mm -hmm. so that name has to be there somewhere. Yeah. So, look, um, maybe look if anybody actually cares, that's a thing that somebody could try. I'm not gonna. I don't care. I look the most I'll do is see if I still have it on my account. I'm not gonna go digging like the fucking back files of. DC universe online. Uh, but yeah, that's besides the point. Your character, Spider. -Man. Yeah, my character, Spiderling. He's basically just a Spider-Man. Yeah, kind of just Spider-Man again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the same thing as uh, uh, Spider Gwen or uh, Miles Morales uh, or whatever. Which less diverse? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm straight and white. So when I'm oh, making. 
<laughs> when I'm making a character or whatever that's supposed to represent me as a kid, he's got to be much like me or whatever. So, like, I guess good for diversity that he was the one. But I'm pretty sure I, I came up with new Spider Kid before Miles was a thing, too. <laughs> but I guess it's good for comics that we have more diverse representation out there. It is. Uh, Even yeah. though when Miles did first show up, he was a, I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. He, he was kind of a dog shit Look, character. Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, his only thing was the fact that he was Spider-Man, but black. Um, but yeah, back to He's cool now. Who is Spider-Man, yeah, Spider but white. Spider-Man, but white again. Yeah, so uh, as we were talking about before, uh, I basically, so with DC... Um, and we, we might do an episode like this we'll, on yeah, DC, we'll probably even though we barely talked about Marvel at this point. Uh, but yeah, in DC, I, we've done like a multiverse type thing because that's bigger in DC, even though Marvel's starting to do a lot more with it nowadays, where it's like, oh, every time we make a new character or whatever, it's, we'll, we could do it in a separate universe so we don't have to worry about like them interacting, in, interacting or ruining. Things. Yeah. Uh, but with Marvel, um, we haven't really done that so much, and I've sort of played the same character from the beginning, although um, it, it's weird that it's more of a DC thing to do rather than a Marvel thing to do, but we've had uh, new 52 style. Was Secret Wars? Secret Wars 2015 does it Yeah, too. Secret Wars was kind of it. I mean, not so much because everything, it wasn't a hard reset, like everything before it could still be canon but they just shifted things yeah. around and whatnot but i guess dc did that right now too but yeah we've gone through a couple of hey what if we took this from the top or whatever yeah reboot we rebooted reboot. yeah we've rebooted that's what those are called a couple of times <laughs> um so yeah while we rebooted it it's given me time to sort of flesh out and restructure how i how if i were in charge of it how the Marvel mm -hmm. Universe would work. And I think I've mentioned it scant times on this mm -hmm. podcast. For very, like, I think you, it comes up in the Fantastic Four episode. Whatever. Um, how my versions of headcanon or whatever is what makes this game. That's mm -hmm. how it works because I'm the DM. Yeah, yeah. and keeps just something me and Adam do on like as people we'll like just talk about something in comics and like how the fuck does that work what's that all about yeah and then we'll just and we'll just bring up it should work like this and then whenever we do that we're like yeah that's how it works in this game yeah so it's a it's a strange quirk of of just my personality in general that i i almost can't help myself from doing that i find it hard to enjoy content when i can't do that mm -hmm um and so yeah this has provided an outlet to sort of compile and construct the world based on those which is nice for me i guess mm -hmm. yeah no it, it's it's fun um and i think it's it's good in a way that marvel won't do because i'm i'm happy to i mean yeah we have rebooted it a couple times but for the most part, I am fine with letting the Marvel Universe age. I don't have... Oh, yeah, no. Our, Richard the, yeah, the way we're specifically playing... Um, so, uh, because we started it uh, around the time, and that's where the character started, when we re rebooted it, we kind of set it back, where we decided, 
this right now, when we started again, we're like, this takes place in 2015. And like, we've kept, well, I've kept track by notes by putting what day it is and yeah, you can yeah. see a timeline day evolving. Yeah. And uh, so like now it's been like a in-game. In- so when we started the reboot, we're like, oh yeah, um, we could like restart it, put it back at 2015. We could have a lot of time jumps and everything. Just quickly kind of catch it up. Uh, back we don't, to we didn't do that. Day. Uh, we've been playing the latest reboot for about, two years now i think uh maybe no yeah oh uh, yeah. coming up coming up on two years two a year and nine months um it seems because we started near my birthday last year near when we started this podcast huh? mm-hmm. that's cool that i never nice. thought about that um no a year before this podcast right yeah a year before this podcast then never it's been about two years yeah yeah and it, because it's been about two years um and uh, we're like, oh yeah, we could just quickly catch back up to the five years. We maybe have played a year and six months worth. Yeah, in about two years, we've gone maybe one year in our. Time. No, well, we've done one and a half years. Yeah, um, which I think I think fine. we're only behind like three months real time. Yeah, it's fine. We, I mean, that wasn't a hard set rule. We play, we do do time jumps and whatnot. We're not playing every single day. Yeah, it's not of, a day by day thing. Yeah. That's just, it's not really possible. Um, but like, we'll go months or whatever of playing weeks, different games. Yeah. Uh, well, it feels like weeks, but then we'll realize like, hey, we haven't played like the Marvel game since like September oh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Oh. It'll be like months later. Because yeah, the Marvel game is not the only game we play. Yeah, we, we play, play heaps so of many different, different kinds of games um so that just by happenstance more time will pass than we really expect to and it's fun it's fun actually i like yeah. existing in like a, a past to be able to build how i want modern marvel to look yeah no it, it's pretty it's pretty good um so yeah um in with that 2015 starting point we've done um a lot of like oh this these like it definitely wasn't Oh, this is the start of Marvel. It's very yeah. much like we're medias red. Yeah, like Marvel has had a pretty long like history by now. Like even not even like say Captain America back in World War II or whatever. Like Avengers have been around for like years now and yeah, a couple of years everything. and then and they've been continuing to grow and change just sort mm-hmm. of off camera because yeah, has to. No, yeah. Um and yeah it's very like um and that's one aspect of the game uh i like uh a good amount is um it's not like the mcu or whatever where it's like oh yeah well i mean the mcu has got and away from it as it expanded and but it's kind of like oh yeah it's kind of these small groups and the universe revolves around it where in comics, like since everybody's got an issue coming out, right, everybody's, like, got, their everybody's got their story, like there's no one. I mean, I guess you can make the argument a lot of it revolves around Spider Man, but I've seen people make that argument. I don't really agree no, with that. I, I don't necessarily agree with that either. Uh, but yeah, uh, so um, the, the universe doesn't revolve around the characters 
played in these Marvel games. They're just a piece to that puzzle. Right, and I think that's important. Comic books can't have a, for a comic book universe, can't have a main character. Mm-hmm. that's really lame um, yeah no it, it is so even though you are the main character of our game and your plot obviously has to revolve around you mm-hmm. there has to be other things going on just completely outside of you yeah exactly and i i, I really like that aspect of it's a it's a very interesting uh media medium to explore, uh, and if you haven't done this sort of thing and you play RPGs, and uh, I might uh, maybe pitch it to your friends while you mention uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I heard yeah, about maybe... this podcast in universe where you can find it on like Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, because it's it's such an interesting way to explore uh, the universes and stuff you enjoy, your favorite fictional universes. Hey. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's just, it's a fun way to really uh, extrapolate and really get into the nitty gritty of things you like. Yeah, no, it it, it is, and it, you leave it while doing that. You're leaving your own little signature on that yeah. particular universe. Maybe not one that anybody other than you and your friends are gonna know or care about. But who cares at that point? Well, as long as you just care about it, who worry cares? about you and yours. Um. So yeah, that's uh, the basis for this game. Uh, it started with and has continued to mostly... We've had group games. You've had other Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the main Marvel game that we play is Spider-Link. Mm-hmm. We refer to it as the superfluous Spider-Link. Yeah, which is pretty, I, I quite like. It's the it's, superfluous it's, Spider-Link. It's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so this is a, a system I've had a lot of time to sort of explore and run around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had group games. Uh, Spiderling is, of course, a solo game. Um, and in each of them, you can explore different sides of it. Like, I remember once we played a game where you were all just mutants at Xavier. Oh, yeah, that, that game was pretty fun. That one did go off the rails pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, we're just like, hey, what if we were all mutants and we went to Xavier's school and Xavier was like, hey, uh, my child soldiers I'm training, I need you to go do this thing for us. Um, and then we did and it went horribly wrong very quickly. I think I got my mind swapped with an infant in that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's messy. But yeah, I do like that um, with this sort of thing in an established universe. You could be like, um, uh, let's pick this corner of the universe and explore that thing. Right. Because I, I, especially in dc and marvel i mean i have some experience with say dark horse and hellboy or um we've talked about doing a hellboy game for a while and just haven't jumped on that um so yeah we never pursued the hellboy game but not that we don't want to we just haven't um yeah but i bring it up because in marvel and dc in particular there are very specific corners of the universe you know wonder woman has magic batman Mm -hmm. has crazy people i guess and Superman has aliens yeah. and stuff. Um, in Marvel, it's even more explicitly who's doing what. Iron Man has mm-hmm. Iron Man kind of guys. Captain America does super soldier stuff. 
The Fantastic Four does weird space shit. Um, the Guardians are even more weird space shit. Um, yeah. Those are the corners of the universe. And I think that's what makes an RPG really like a fun idea in those universes is because mm-hmm. you can base it in that corner, but you still have the option for other corners. Those are still things you can do. Oh, yeah, no. And a lot of times I like the uh, in between. Like um, we, this one was a DC one. Uh, in particular, but we did a game uh, where um, uh, it was it was just me and your girlfriend, right? We were the yes. only players. Yeah, uh, and um, we're like we basically were like, hey, let's just do a new DC game or whatever. And so I rolled up a character that uh, got. Uh, the hand the helm of fate so like he was like dr fate he was all magic and everything and she was uh i think she was watching young Young justice Justice with you at the time and when lobo showed up she was like oh what if i was a lobo and so she was like an alien and uh it was like a very unique mix of here are these two specific corners of DC, yeah, but they're kind of collide. <laughs> collided together of like alien space shit and uh, like magic mysticism shit. So there was a lot of like, um, uh, oh, what's some a what's some DC alien shit? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she had uh, some trouble with the Thanagarians. Yeah, yeah, there was like a lot of the Thanagarians and showed up there, and then I dealt with like a lot of the Justice League Dark type shit, yeah. and then we, us being uh, together, we had to like balance those problems and everything, and that's like a really fun way of doing that sort of like exploring that sort of thing, um, and I and I think you can only do that sort of thing. I mean, I guess you could do that with your own uh, like made up stuff, but I don't think it's as it's a different thing you're doing you're not exploring um something in a new light you're just sort of discovering it, yeah. something which is not a bad it's yeah it's a not a bad thing. it's a different thing um but i i really enjoy uh the latter uh version of that what we're talking and I, about i do think it works better in an rpg setting because <laughs> um, even even in wholly constructed pathfinder or D worlds there are classical archetypes that even if they're not followed you understand them well enough to be able to like appreciate either when they're there or when they're not there you know dwarves are tough and love to drink that's Mm -hmm. a classical archetype in most fantasy worlds and even if in your world dwarves are soft and uh i wanted to say celibate that's not what that means (laughs) Um, even if that's the case people understand dwarves when you say dwarves and still understand you're still on the same book you're still on the same field you're playing the same Mm -hmm. game still same ballpark Mm -hmm. a different sport whereas if you're trying to do something like that in a wholly constructed superhero-esque world that's still if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fun, but it's a, it's different. It's a different yeah. entirely. And, and I'd say even if you do do that, a lot of your players are going to touch on those bases where like you introduce like a dark vigilante type character or whatever, and people are going to be like, oh, this guy's like Batman. Right. Which... I mean, is it? It's just a different thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have uh, some writing that is specifically kind of like a comic book universe, mm-hmm. but that I wouldn't make that into a game because it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is uh, our Marvel game. I know they are making a Marvel game. Yeah. There's so we've uh, I've looked into it a bit a couple of times. There's almost nothing about it. Yeah. yeah it, there's nobody talking about it. I looked into it earlier. Um. And there's like I looked on YouTube. There's like four videos. Uh. And like the max one's got is like 900 views or something like that. And I think there's like one article or like one. Well, I found a bunch of articles. But every single article is basing it off of one tweet by the mm-hmm. lead designer. 
But uh, yeah, so Marvel is putting out an official, uh, I think it's called Marvel Multiverse yes. uh, tabletop RPG. Um, and look, I'm curious about it. Um, I'm look, I like want to look into it. They have like one thing that we do is like, other, or yeah, cannibalize other RPGs where uh, if they have good ideas or something, good mechanics, uh, good, good mechanics, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, just today, we talked about um, because it's not in our system, but we talked about maybe introducing it is uh, D&D style death saving throws. Right. Um, uh, if we want to make that an option into yeah. uh, one thing about our system is it's, it's very modular. Uh, yeah. So our the basic how you make a character in our system is um, the DM or whatever, he'll decide how powerful he wants you like the players in the thing so he's like you have this many amount of points to spend and uh then you have uh you have powers you got the base sheet of skills and uh abilities i think we call it but yeah Yeah. that's stats um and yeah so you basically have a point pool and that's how you build your entire character and everything costs different you can introduce flaws into your character that will give you more points to spend uh but yeah it's based it's very much we wanted we want to make the building blocks so you could build uh like whatever you yeah, want almost any kind uh, of character under the sun mm-hmm. um and it's a system that is we tried to balance it to make it not broken yeah it's and definitely not something it's not our main concern yeah we really wanted um, to, you could break our system but mm-hmm. that's not what we're doing. That, yeah, and we've agreed, and uh, most uh, most game groups should agree that the DM could, no matter what the rules say or whatever, the DM could just say, no, I don't want you doing that. That's right. going to break the game and ruin the game. Uh, and if, and if, if you don't have a group where you can make that kind of uh, statement to each other, find a newie. Yeah, I, I, I'd maybe at least look into it. Um, but yeah, you, you could break this system if you want it. Like you we really have wanted to, yeah. Yeah, um, but um, we, we cared more about the ability to make uh, what you want rather than locking people out of uh, what they can't make. Right. We, we specifically went with point by and modular building and not class systems because mm-hmm. we figured it would be more fun yeah and you it'd be like i've heard um so while we played uh i i looked into other people's uh marvel rpgs and everything and there's people that use um uh the um what's the one the marvel one the the, the official marvel ones um i've seen people uh, take D and D or um, Pathfinder and do like Marvel like sort flavoring on it. Yeah. Theme. Yeah. Um, and for all of those, I've seen a similar problem come up where people are like, I can't really, uh, I can't really make the character. I got to make my character concept build around the mechanics available to me. Right. Um, and we wanted the opposite. We were wanted, here's the mechanics to make your character concept how you want it. Right. And it, it's definitely a thing where you, as a player, there are some mechanics you might never touch. 
because that's mm-hmm. not the kind of character you want. Yeah, to we have stuff that are very specific. That's like, yeah, this might only come up for like one type of character or whatever. But hey, if you want it, it's there. Right. Um, that was sort of our design philosophy, which sounds real pretentious, and I'm gonna stop yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was sort of the idea behind it. Um, and I, I'm. I don't know how they're going to do that for Marvel Multiverse, but if they have good mechanics, I'm happy to steal them. Yeah, no, same. Or even if it just got like good, good like, ideas, ideas, I'm I'm happy to. Um, but yeah, that so um, that was a thing. Uh, I I'm feeling like it's going to be because the past Marvel RPGs have very much been narrative forward like here's a story uh we want you and not um like the character building or the um the um combat or stuff like that that a lot of that has been left pretty vague uh and so that you could focus more on the story it's telling right they um, aim a little closer to like World of Darkness games as opposed yeah, to yeah, and a lot of the D six systems, yes. uh, where it's like that, where it's very vague stuff, and it's uh, just see if roll to see if you succeed at this, right? Success, um, and failures and those yeah, are bad yeah, games. They're those different. are, and a lot of people like playing that sort of thing. Uh, but I do think that's what uh, this game's gonna be. Because I'm not totally sure what it is, but it, they say they're using their new D616 system, right. which I have to assume is a D6 yeah, system. Un- that I mean, uh, unless they've made a 660. Which I, die. if that's the case, Marvel, if you've done that, I will buy your game so I can have <laughs> that die. Or maybe it's a system where they use two uh, D6s and a, and a coin flip. Yeah, or, or maybe. Uh, a d6 a d10 and a d6 potentially uh, uh but presumably it's just a d6 system mm-hmm. um it i do believe the lead designer on that game is one of the lead designers on the game deadlands uh, mm-hmm. a game i like a lot of the concepts of I, I really love the old west uh and i like supernatural stuff um but i've never really played much uh mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of weird mechanics and I have a feeling, probably not as weird because it wants to try to be a little more mainstream, but I have a feeling strange or at least outside of the box mechanics might show up. And I'm excited to, to look at those. Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to look at those. One of my, uh, one of the things I'm most excited for when it comes out um, is it is called Marvel Multiverse. So this might not be the case. Uh, but I'm expecting them to be like, hey, uh, this is the base setting. It's a new Marvel Universe. And um, here's uh, uh, like what it is. And they're doing, they do a lot of what we did where you take a bunch of the ideas from the movies and the comics and stuff and sort of condense it down, uh, make right, it streamline right. it. Um, I hope that's the case for this. Um, mostly for if it's good, we could take that um but yeah i'm i'm totally not sure it doesn't seem like too many people are excited about it because it's barely being talked about or whatever but um hey when it comes out i'll at least look into it yeah i'll definitely Um, look into it 
and if it's interesting enough, I'll probably buy it. I probably will as well. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No, you don't really buy. No, I, I tend not to. You oh. you either download what you can find online, or I buy all the stuff and just hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'd be very surprised if, like, you texted me one day. Oh, hey, I got the new Marvel multiverse RPG. Yeah, like, why, why that one? Especially uh, Marvel RPG specifically, because I am, I am quite resistant to change. As oh yeah, I doubt when it comes out that we'll jump over to it unless it's a really yeah, unless good it's system. like an amazing system. We're, we're we're like oh that that's cool. We're probably not going to jump over to it, and if it is good, we'll probably take the ideas we like, we like and, and just and, use those and plug them into our system. Because uh, um, I guess this episode has been more about our system than our specific marvel universe but whatever uh i very much do really enjoy our system um uh for us specifically we're combat focused uh we like that combat focused gameplay and this is very much built for that because that's a lot of what superheroes are i've yet to find um i guess that's not true because a lot of the times because we do make the system um when i come up with a character or an idea for something and it's not something we have uh we kind of just talk about it for a little bit like oh yeah we could introduce that yeah like this which is one of the best parts about making your own yeah yeah so uh, one thing um I, I, I would very much like to do, and we definitely don't have uh, that many ca- people listening that would actually care. Um, anybody who's still listening to this episode um, might, but I doubt. Uh, but I would very much like to put out a play test of our system to get other people's like to input play and try yeah, it out be and really the, fun. They're like to give input on how things work and new insights and be like, oh yeah, I never thought about that sort of thing before. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what I was saying is, uh, I guess I just kind of contradicted myself. Um, I've yet to find a character I couldn't build with our system. One of, one of my favorite things, I watching a lot of Marvel stuff, but watching anything is to see people use powers and things and be like, oh, how would I make that? Oh yeah. I just do that. Anything I'm watching. Yeah, no, I do. (laughs) I was watching Danny Phantom not too long ago and doing that for all the different ghost powers and I was having a lot of fun doing that uh but um yeah um I guess we should talk if we're calling this the Marvel our Marvel RPG episode uh maybe we should talk about more specific stuff in that um what are some things you particularly like or whatever in Um, our I mean I know it's ours so you like most of it but like but, uh, a couple of tan pigs. Um, one of the things, the two things that I think I've put the most actual effort into rationalizing and sort of building to make sense to me is uh, it came up on the Fantastic Four one, um, how the Fantastic Four got their powers, uh, <laughs> what their powers technically are, I guess. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things about comic books, especially the Marvel Universe in general. Uh, making smart people good at one specific thing about oh yeah smart. no because smart people in marvel especially they're just they, once you throw the label of genius on someone they could do anything they could do anything anything yeah. 
um whether it's building robots or shooting lasers or time travel mm-hmm. if you're smart you can do anything which no <laughs> smart people tend to be smart at one maybe a few things but one thing mm-hmm. they kind of focus on and that's that's really what i wanted to do for the marvel universe mm-hmm. um and so with uh reed richards in particular uh i made him a material scientist primarily because I think with a lot of the Fantastic Four's abilities, they could be explained by interactions with materials. They are mm-hmm. material superheroes. Mr. Fantastic stretches. You know, um, there are certain metamaterials that do go invisible and uh, conduct energies in a certain way, like fire or even force fields. And then what is the thing if not just a man made of a really strong material? Yeah, uh, no, and one of the biggest inventions, which was more of an afterthought, really, for Fantastic Four, is unstable molecules. Mm-hmm. The, the, their suits their that allow suits. them to use their powers without wrecking the pieces of clothing they have. Um, and so I figured taking a sort of backwards approach, and you know, Mister Fantastic first invented unstable molecules before he had a reason to really need them. Mm-hmm. Which I think I've tried to do for the most part, from like, because that's the thing that bothers me really like because they're so smart they can just be like oh now johnny storm catches on fire let me just wholesale invent a new thing that lets him have a shirt that doesn't catch on fire i think it makes more sense if you have those sorts of things first and then the reasoning behind them can be uh, uh, used a little bit better the other one for me besides the fantastic four that i've spent probably too much time on is the super soldier serum because it is a huge part of Marvel Comics. like so Oh, yeah. So many people yeah. are just like, oh, yeah, that thing's pretty su- sweet. Let me try to do that again. Um, and I think that makes sense with Captain America. I mean, he's not always, but I like to think of him as the first superhero in the Marvel Yeah, universe. yeah, no, me too. Um, and so I, I approached that from, okay, so where did the serum come from? What is it? What does it really do? And why does it have the weird things of like in, in the comics and even in the movie, it's the serum plus the Vita rays. That's what mm-hmm. makes you a super soldier. And so I wanted to deconstruct that. And so I started with, all right, well, where did they get it? What is the serum made out of, at least partially? Um, and so I figured because the United States government would have had to get the vibranium somewhere, presumably Wakanda, um, I had it so that Abraham Erskine went to Wakanda and studied there for a time. And whilst he got the vibranium for the shield, he also was studying the heart-shaped herb, which is a natural thing that basically does what the super serum yeah, does, basically does the for same Black thing. Panther. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it has such a long and storied history, I, I like that it's there's that version and then there's the sort of synthetic version that they use. Um, and so the way I have it is... Obviously, with Wakanda, the vibranium meteorite strikes the Earth, uh, and that sort of is the foundation of which their civilization is built. Um, And it is the vibranium working its way into the minerals and the water supply and the um, plant life to make the heart-shaped herb uh, that sort of does it. So it is a plant that has naturally occurring vibranium within its uh, chemical structure it's Mm -hmm. plant fibers and particularly within the heart-shaped herb that it produces um and they said it once in a i do believe 2016 but don't quote me on the actual time um that 
the way the heart shaped herb works in baseline Marvel comics, this isn't even just like me doing it. This is like yeah. in the comics is that it has vibranium and it changes the ligature and the tendon strength and the it doesn't necessarily increase although it does slightly uh your strength in muscle what it mostly does is it increases your flexibility and range of motion within your muscles allowing you to strain them without breaking them easier mm -hmm. and so i like that idea i think that's a cool way to really explain why black panther is more lithe than agile and whatnot um so i took that and i said all right well extrapolating based on that he probably as an outsider wouldn't have access to the herb itself but what he might have access to is the black panther the whoever has it at the time and so he takes blood samples from them and he can see how the vibranium has interacted with their body and by working backwards from that he can produce a serum that does similar things in somebody else um and because of the process of the heart-shaped herb is uh, at least in the mcu and a lot of the times in the comics it's you take the herb and then you are encased in sand or a, a mineral-like substance uh, to let it, I guess, do its job. And then they pull you out and boom, you got powers. Mm -hmm. So to work that into the super soldier serum, I had it that they are buried within vibranium sand, which because it's a meteorite that came through space is imbued with stellar radiation, radiation that exists in space. Um, and so taking those two things and extrapolating is how you get the original flavor super soldier serum. Um, from there, I have uh, a long history. Yeah, because even yeah, even Marvel a lot of the times he has a long history. red yeah red yarn style track the history right. like uh, you you like uh, one of the big ones is Hulk. Right. Uh, how Hulk came around um, is uh, the. They tried to recreate the serum. Yes, the super serum. They have some of the serum, but they don't know the radiation to use. Yeah, they know that uh, something was, uh, there's like a um, a key and like- A catalyst of A catalyst uh, missing and uh, Bruce Banner or sometimes his dad or whatever, um, thinks that that might be radiation. So he tries one of the- stronger radiations he knows and gamma uh, radiation gamma radiation and that not being the right one has different effects than a super soldier serum and that makes a hulk right um and then i have stuff like there's different even in captain america's time there were different versions of the serum because that's where mm -hmm. fucking yeah and, and fucking everybody was trying they're like, oh shit, that's a cool guy they made. We got to <laughs> figure out how they did that. So like everybody in their grandma was trying to figure yeah. out how to do the super soldier serum. I think one of the ones that part of that history that I'm the proudest of is the Russian version of the serum instead of being based on the Black Panther is based on Namor and Atlantean. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I mean, in a lot of Oof, ways, rough fucking past uh, based on Namor. In a lot of ways, it does the same results as the uh, Wakandan based one. Um, but I like that because Hulk would have been based on the Captain America version, or at least a version of it. He became mostly a, just a big human. Uh, but Abomination is based on the Russian version, which because it has that aquatic nature, he's got the fish. He gets fins and claws, and is a lot. Oh, more poor Abomination, man! You got fucked on it. Not only are you fish, man, but you also they, they, oh, they, they base my serum off the Submariner. <laughs> Fuck Namor, he's lame as shit. How do you be lamer Aquaman? <laughs> 
coming first. Yeah, no, he was first. Well, no, that's what I mean. DC had the had the time to be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. suck. And what if we made ours slightly less lame, huh? Slightly less. Um, but yeah, Look, um, it's mostly it's mostly. Well, I guess it's his fashion choice. But the Submariner is a lame name. You're <laughs> lame for calling yourself the that Submariner. Name. Um, but yeah, those are just two pretty disparate corners of the Marvel universe that I find interesting, and that mm-hmm. I put a lot of work into, like actualizing i guess would be the term yeah no um like we said before um that's one of my favorite things and this is exploring those in new way one of my one of the things i like most um about spiderling in particular is uh because you would do a lot of it would you would think oh he's um uh he's just he just hangs out with spider-man he's just spider-man's sidekick uh but it no that's not very much the case in his game um one so how we had spiderling come about was uh that it, it's sort of like a captain america type thing where someone's like oh that's a cool guy what if we like did experiments to try to make that again but it was um uh, a lot. It was the Spider-Man villains, and they were using the Jackal to try to see if they could. right. Uh, this was sort of my version, and it does. I like it because it doesn't necessarily rule out that we might go back to it. But this was sort of my version of the Clone Saga. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead it's of not make clones. Yeah, it's not just... clones. They were trying to remake uh, people in uh, like Spider People or whatever, and so they were doing that. Um, and they went and in the game they went attack the school abducted some kids and like we could use these as uh, subjects or whatever um, but uh, as the character so they took these and tried to spider by uh, just some yeah. kids so what you're and, about to get into is one of the things I like the most about the spiderling game is we tried our hardest it, it's real difficult to make it as as little Mary Sue fan fiction-y as we could. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, just just by the act of me getting around and everything, like uh, me, uh, like actually doing superhero stuff, it kind of gives that feeling. But uh, one thing we decided early on was, um, what if, like, because I was thinking, like, oh, the different Spider-Men have, like, different powers. Like, you got Miles, he could turn invisible and have the bioelectricity you got kane who's got the Real stingers or stinger what if we did like a unique little spider power i'm like what if it wasn't a spider power what if he just had a, a different power that helped make him a spider guy and so um we came up with the idea that he he was a mutant and his mutation was he could die that was his thing is um, he had sort of a healing factor type theme, like um, uh, uh, what's his name, Wolverine or Deadpool, but it's only activated once he dies. Once he dies, he goes into something we called a zombie rage, uh, where right, he, his body puts itself back together. It stitches of. it, yeah, it stitches itself back together. It's not a like straight up healing factor like wolverine where it's like yeah it's i don't get hurt he gets hurt his body's just like 
what if we took it to the point where he wasn't could dead be used again? Yeah, and didn't yeah. die. And so in uh, his origin, when the jackal was making them and everything, uh, making the spider people, um, he was actually one of the failed ones who died in the process. Right, they took but a be- ton of kids, like ten yeah, kids there was ten kids. And I think three of them survived. And right, were, and like, Spiderling quote, wasn't unquote, one of them. The successful, and yes, yeah, Spiderling wasn't one of them. The, he was basically thrown away as uh, dead meat and everything, but his mutation then activated because he died and that brought him back and he had the spider that's about him um so uh that brought in a really fun angle for spiderling where he not only deals with like spider-man and his type of things he also deals with xavier's and the mutant side which they did with spider-man in in general when he yeah spider-man has hung out with the mutants and everything which is pretty cool um, which that's one of the aspects I really like um, because Adam likes Daredevil so much. Uh, Daredevil was one of the first be, uh, NPCs to be introduced and like uh, he's built a relationship with Daredevil more so than Spider-Man, I might think. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's got a better relationship with Daredevil than Spider-Man. And um uh, one of the big things is so he's got a little group of mentors, I guess that I would that I like, or it's Daredevil, Spider Man, and the Thing, or he's he hangs out with the Thing. The Thing's like like so one thing um, about well Spiderling in particular that's not like Spider Man because look um more people might have found better ways to come about this uh but we figure the daytime job or dealing with school or whatever uh isn't all that fun for an rpg or at least for us yeah for us obviously some people would probably love being and like we haven't we haven't tried we tried it a couple times where it kind of each game we've tried to do like in a school setting or whatever has sort of just moved away from it. So we're like, oh, we don't need to do that sort of thing. So like a big deal of Spider-Man is that he's his life sucks because he got to work for a job. He's balancing the social life between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. But that's not really the case for Spider-Ling. Spider-Ling's like, yeah, I go get my school done at Xavier's when I need to, but I'm mostly full-time superhero and uh, he's cool with the thing. So the thing's like, hey, uh, I could swing you room and board at the Baxter building. So he lives like not in the Fantastic Four's house, but the Baxter building, it's its own apartment building and everything. And they only have like the first couple of floors. I think he lives on the fourth floor because that's funny. It's a big <laughs> number four in the building. Uh, but yeah, so with Spiderling, he's not dealing, like we didn't, with a lot of the DC games, like, okay, here's the Batman type character. He's dealing with Batman stuff. Here's a Flash type character. He's dealing with Flash stuff. Um, in Marvel, I very much like it that's not, here's a Spider-Man character, he's dealing with the Spider-Man stuff. He is, like, that's a lot of his default, oh, he needs to deal with a problem, here's the shocker or whatever. But uh, it's, here's this uh, character who has to deal with Marvel stuff thrown at him. He's got to deal right. with a lot of the aspects of every Marvel world. And um, one thing I like about him is he takes little pieces of each person he deals with and learns from and sort of associates that with himself. Like one of my favorite things is um, 
uh, he was trained a lot by Daredevil. He's the one who did the Daredevil fighting and whatnot. So he'll pick up a pipe and throw it and ricochet it off a wall or whatever and hit a guy or something like that. Um, and I, I just like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I find it pretty fun. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty fun. I, 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 think it's, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Look, it's almost objectively not cool. It's yeah, no, it's, it's pretty lame. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's literally fun just what if we played pretend fan fiction uh, when you look at it like objectively, but whatever who cares all rpgs yeah that's most of rpg i mean i guess it's less fan fiction when it's like your own D universe well, yeah, or whatever but, it, but it's, it's still play pretend yeah it's still yeah. play pretend with your friends mm-hmm. um which look uh that's just kind of how it is yeah look you that's rpg and don't play rpg yeah don't i know RPGs. i didn't for a long time yeah well don't be like adam just give it a go and well, y'all, no, take, that, so. yeah, and take it from him. It's it's worth giving a try. Um, but yeah, I, I think on that note, that'll that'll do it for us. Yeah, I think I think that's about it for us. Look, um, if you're curious about more of our Marvel stuff, um, so let us know. Uh, we've talked about the idea of doing uh, actual play podcast. That's something that really intrigues it us. Interests and, us. And yeah, if it interests you guys. Look, we'll. We'll probably at some point end up doing it, even if it doesn't interest you. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like something fun to do with our friends. You aren't the end all be all of the things we decide. But if you do find that interesting, let us know. And it'll look, it would definitely motivate us more. Like, uh, we're very much procrastinators. We'll be like, yeah, we will do that at some point. But if, like, we know people are like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'd, I'd like to check that out. That gives us the motivation to be like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so, uh, I mean, we haven't hard set decided if we do actual play, we'll do anything Marvel. But we might. We enjoy it a good bit. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, either actual plays, RPGs, or even our system. Yeah, if you have any cool ideas for superhero yeah, systems like or mechanics, mechanics or, in your head or, that you've always wanted to put somewhere but don't know where, send them yeah, our way. send them our way, or if maybe you want to, uh, like, if anybody is interested at looking our, at our mechanics, maybe we'll compile those in a more comprehensive <laughs> yeah. way than the, not just like no pages we have. Yeah, yeah no documents we have that we reference uh maybe we'll do that and put it out there if um, enough people want to and by enough people i mean like if even one of you wants to email yeah, us even if a couple it, of you I'll, like i'll it, send it to you i'll, I'll do it that. i have it for you guys um but yeah you can do that at the just atomic don't fucking steal it don't don't take it and like go and like sell it and be like, look at this idea we did i'll find you jeremy <laughs> i know your ip address uh, <laughs> yeah i mean look honor system <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's honor system um, i mean I, I, there are probably ways we could go about protecting no that. I, look i my grandmother copyrighted a lot of stuff that she wrote. Um, I know how the copyright system mm-hmm. works, and we could if we wanted to. Yeah, uh, well, maybe. Look, that even is something we might do. So, hey, keep, keep an ear out. But, yeah, if you want to send well, it. Oh, yeah, email, we'll give it to you. Um, you can do that at <laughs> theatomicemail at gmail.com. Um, or you could uh, hit us up at one of our 
um, social medias like our Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Twitter uh, the, is at Atomic Androids. Yeah, and the latter one I said was at Atomic Android 2020. Um, but yeah, that'll do us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Uh, bye. I thought it just popped up and said, oh, do I have to poop? Oh. Manny, Manny. I'm glad I recorded that. (laughs) The end of the end card. I hope not. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.